Hi, you're listening to the Love and Lighten the Fuck Up podcast, and I'm your host, Keon. The aim of this podcast is to share stories, provide bullshit-free tips, practical info, a whole lot of fun and support to help you in your life and business. Whilst I respect and take very seriously a lot of information that's out there, I also want to encourage people to spread their own wings and try new things out, tweak old things and mix things up. I want to instill confidence in you and get you to really believe that there's no right or wrong if you're following your truth. I came to the realisation that our only purpose in life is to be our true selves. And it's my mission now to create a movement where we support and encourage each other to come out of our shells and flaunt, celebrate and respect each other's differences. Each of us has a unique and specific role to play in this world and we can only fulfil that role if we're being our true selves. So we'll talk about life, love, spirituality and entrepreneurship. I'll add some fun and the occasional special guest to get us going. If you've got any particular topics or questions you'd like me to cover, feel free to email me at hi at hashtag ifly.com. If you love what you hear, feel free to share and add the podcast to your favourites. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at hashtag ifly or check out the website. I'll leave all the links in the show notes below. Now let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Love and Lighten the Fuck Up and today I have my good friend Julie Paredes with me. Julie is an intuitive holistic healer and her business is wall-to-wall health where she makes soaps and lotions and she does a whole heap of other stuff that you'll just have to go and check out at the end when I send you to her links. I'll introduce you first. Hi Julie. Hi everybody. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) That's good. Now, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me at this time. I know you have three little babies. It's a pleasure. And you have to um, hide at the moment so that you can talk. (laughs) Yeah, I I locked myself in the bedroom. It's okay. (laughs) Hubby's got things under control out there. (laughs) That's perfect. Well, thank you, my darling. Uh, we met online doing a, a course to develop our psychic abilities. Have you developed more with your psychic training or anything? Do you work in that area at all? I haven't. I've just been mostly working with my guides ever since our training and some medium friends of mine that, that drop in from time to time, meaning some spirits is what I mean. Yes. That's really about it. We've kind of we've moved, and so we're we're in a much better place now. It's easier to be open here than it was where we lived before. So, and that was because of the people, wasn't it? Yes, we lived in a very small town, and it just it wasn't really our style, anyways. Mm. Um, yeah. So. And the yeah. small small town mentality makes it really difficult to be able to explore all these alternative sides of you. Yes, it did. Yes, and now you're in a you've got a um a farm, haven't you? We do. We have five acres here in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, we're just kind of making our own little piece of heaven out here. A couple horses and chickens and bunnies and dogs. Wow. <laughs> I'm moving over. 
<laughs> have you got some space for me? Seriously. I'll have to be yeah, far. Visit. I'll have to be far <laughs> away from the kids though. <laughs> well, at night time, during the day is okay. I like my sleep. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Navea, your daughter and your experience and how her life has shaped your life. And I just love her. Like I every time I talk to her, I just get her energy around. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that? Yes. She she has very much been very present the last few days. Mm. So it's very awesome. She just has this just warm mm. loving energy. Yes. So. Navaya was born what year was it? Uh two thousand seven. Yeah. She she was born, um, she is our deployment baby. I literally got pregnant with her right after Craig got home from deployment. Yeah. From, um, he was deployed to Kuwait, mm-hmm. uh, Iraq. So. And you were only 20 or 21 at the time? And yeah, I was, let's see. I would have been 22. Yeah, I was 22 when she was born. Yes. So. The doctors told you in the pregnancy that there was something wrong? Yeah, we found out at my 20-week appointment, they did, a, a, you know, the blood tests, the blood screening for um, abnormalities, and we got a call that she tested positive for spina bifida. Yeah. So then we it was excruciating wait to wait and find out what, you know, further testing they were going to do. And so they did an ultrasound and then they, they confirmed that she had gastroschisis, which is where your intestines are out Their Intestines are outside of their body. Mm-hmm. So there was a hole next to her umbilical cord. And normally they're supposed to go in when the skin is forming mm-hmm. and, for whatever reason, this chromosome abnormality causes that to not close all the way. So, so yeah, all her, all her intestines were outside of her body, just floating around in the amniotic fluid. Mm. So yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. Wow. And <laughs> was she was she born at full term, or did you have to have her earlier? No, I had to have her earlier. I was, uh, I believe they, they did a C-section mm-hmm. um, just for the risk factor, and I was 37 weeks. So she was just, I mean, she was considered term. Yes. But she was 5 pounds, 10 ounces, so not, not real big. She was tiny. Aww. And so there was a long process, like medical interventions and um, operations for her after she was yeah. born. Yeah, she she went straight to emergency surgery, and they put her intestines in kind of a bag. Mm-hmm. It ended up being that her her bladder, her ovaries, and all of her small and large intestines were all outside of her body. So they kind of... We we called it like her her frosting bag. They had to squeeze it down like you know a little bit each day to stretch her abdomen out to to hold it all. And wow. then uh, she was such a crazy little fighter girl that she kept kicking that bag open and it would break. And so 
she sent herself into emergency surgery, uh, I think two or three times just while in like a week. They ended up having to keep her sedated and in little baby restraints. They had to tie her arms and stuff down and keep her sedated and intubated until they could, they could finally do the, the, the surgery to close her up. And I believe it it was about two weeks. It, It took them two weeks to get, you know, her abdomen stretched out enough to where they felt comfortable closing her up. And it literally came down to like, we have to do this. And because of the risk of infection, because she had broke her bag open so many times. Mm. I believe she has a plaque on the on the hospital wall where, where they took care of her because they'd never seen a, a case like that. <laughs> where oh. <laughs> she, she, she made a lot of nurses cry. <laughs> and what about you as a new mother? I just can't imagine that. Like, how did you get through it? I uh, honestly, I have faith. I, I really don't know. And there, there is a force inside of all of us mm-hmm. that um, we, <laughs> you, you just, you don't think you can, but you can. And even looking back on it, I, I don't know. Because we were in, we were stationed in Washington at the time. We had to move. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant with her because um, before we were in Georgia, when, when we found out in Georgia, they didn't have facilities to even deliver on the military base. We They would have had to air flight us mm-hmm. an hour. So we ended up um, getting restationed in Washington and moving seven months pregnant with all of this going on. And, mm-hmm. and it literally was a, you know, I know people say they will do anything for their kids. And I, I mean, I, seriously, we, we can attest for that. You will do anything for your kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they flew in the surgeon, they flew in from uh, deployment specifically for her surgery base there in Washington and um, he said he he said when he went to do her her final surgery to close her up he said it was a 50% chance as to whether he would be able to do it with just her skin or if he was going to have to use you know a tool or a mesh or something and then go back and fix it later but he he was the awesomest guy he was so cocky and (laughs) but he was sure uh, yeah, I mean, we but, he uh, he came out and it was they they did it hundred wow. percent, no no help or anything and and then uh, I believe it was uh, probably another I don't know a couple weeks yeah two more weeks in the NICU she was in there about a month a month to six weeks yeah while they weaned her off of all the pain medication and all the antibiotics. Yeah. And then, and then they literally just sent her home the next day. They gave her a last dose of, uh, pain medication and they said, okay, here you go. See you later. And I'm like, what? So what from then on, like, so when they did the operation, did that mean that that part was all okay? Was there anything else that um, she had to deal with or the health issues? That's where looking back, we we didn't know a lot of what we know now. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow up. They just 
they, I mean, they kind of gave her a clean bill of health and just said, follow up with a pediatrician, but the military hospital isn't super great with all that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of that kind of fell through the cracks and they never did any more testing or checking or anything. And we didn't know to do anything, but it's typical of chromosome abnormalities Mm -hmm. that they, um, they present multiple issues Mm -hmm. and, um, that was just her beginning. Mm. So do you want to talk about that or I'm happy to go where you want to go with this? Yeah, we can go there. Um, so then, um, just before her third birthday, mm-hmm. um, we had moved to Colorado and we're stationed in Colorado at the time. And she just started having some weird, you know, falling and not using her arm to catch herself. And just, she had a lot of falls. And I, I mean, we just thought it was just a kid being a kid, Yeah, but, um, then her eyes started being acting funny and like she couldn't see. And so we took her to the eye doctor and nothing. And, you know, we splinted her arm. And then finally one day she, you know, she just literally wouldn't use one of her arms. Mm. And so we took her to the emergency room cause we thought it was broke. And when we got there, the, you know, the doctor says, um, we need to do a CT scan mm. and, uh, they did a CT scan and, uh, that was the longest walk down any hall I've ever taken in my life. Mm. <laughs> uh, cause the doctor called us in his room and, um, they, yeah, they met us when I came back with her from the CT scan and, um, took my husband and I back to another room and, and told us that she was diagnosed with a, uh, a, a tumor in the brainstem, um, just right above, you know, base, the base of your skull at the top Mm. of, uh, top of your last vertebra. And, um, it was, it's, it was inoperable. Mm. Um, and that day they, um, they informed us that they had no known cases that had survived. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so that was a hard pill to swallow. And, um, honestly, we, we refused to swallow that pill. We, <laughs> um, you know, my husband and I looked at each other and we just said, we're going to, we're going to do everything we can. And, uh, we made a promise to each other that no matter what, we were going to be on the same page and we were not going to have any regrets at all. And, uh, so we, there was a case study there at Denver Children's Hospital and, um, they biopsied and confirmed that she was a good candidate for that. Um, because there really, there really wasn't anything else. Um, they tried several, you know, we looked at all the statistics and percentages and numbers and, enough to make your head spin. Um, mm. and yeah, and, and being young and military couple on our own away from family, it was mm. just an overwhelming time. Um, but we, we signed her up for a case study. Yeah. That was really all they had. And, 
she did chemo and radiation and uh, had her fourth birthday. And um, it just, uh, we had her on some natural medicine as well, some ECAC tea, and uh, she was doing great. Um, her paralysis went away, her eyesight got better. We took her in for uh, an updated scan, and they said that she was due um, to have a flu shot. No, we don't. We don't like those. Um, you know, we don't want her to have one. She's already got enough going on. Yeah. And uh, they kind of let that that you know topic just drop, and then um, they sedated her for her updated CT scan mm. and. While she was sedated, um, without us present or even with her, they gave her the flu shot while she was sedated, knowing that we had already said no. And um, she is crazy. She ran into the hospital that day and uh, she didn't walk a day after that. Um, we actually carried her out. We wheeled her out in a wagon and she did not walk. And so on top of all that, we then had to sit around and wait for her, uh, her results of her new scan. And at that point, they uh, sat us down again and they said that her tumor had doubled in size. Crazy because she had no symptoms. But they said her tumor had doubled in size and that they were taking her off the study. Mm. And that, unfortunately, is how case studies work. Yeah. Numbers don't look good. They're done. Mm. And they didn't even have any follow-up treatment for her. They They just said, take her home and we'll set up hospice or whatever. And we just kind of looked at them like our... Our daughter just walked in here. What are you talking? Like, you know. Yeah. She was going to school. I mean, she was social butterfly. We could not keep that girl down for nothing. Mm. You told about a, um, a little story, excuse me, of big crime about when she, gosh, I can't even get it together. Sorry. Um, You're fine. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm such, I know. I'm such a big sook. <clears throat> um, the little flowers she'd pick for people. Gosh, I love that. Yes. She always, uh, there's just random people. She, um, she just pick a flower and take it to a random person or, you know, or she'd be out picking a handful of flowers if we went somewhere and, and then just, you know, a few people would walk by and she'd just let them walk by. But then this one person, you know, just random, she'd just walk up to them and hand them a flower. And they'd just smile from ear to ear like that was the best gift they'd gotten all day. Aww. And uh, she, and her, uh, yeah. And the way she dressed as well, I love. Yeah. <laughs> 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 She was very determined that she would dress herself and she would come out with some wild clothes. Uh, a plaid shirt with a tutu and leggings and 
some bright red shoes and none of it matched, but God, she looked cute. (laughs) And I never had the heart to tell her different. I just, uh, you know, (laughs) she was her own little version of her awesomeness. (laughs) She, uh, so yeah. And even through everything, um, you know, for radiation, she, she had to be, uh, Pretty much, there was a mask that covered every part of her face, neck, and shoulders. And the only thing that stuck out was her nose. And it was literally screwed to a table, so she could not move. And she had to sit there for, I I believe it was 10 minutes. She had to lay there perfectly still for her radiation. Um, And we did that every day for three weeks. And she never once, never once did she ever fight, fight it. Or, I mean, she just always had the best attitude. Even when she was going through her chemo phase, she, she had to have a, a, at first she had a Broviac tube, which goes, you know, takes the medicine straight into the bloodstream, Mm -hmm. um, through a main artery and, that that way they didn't have to uh, poke her every time. But once she got to the heavier chemo par- portion, um, they had to replace it with a, a port, which is like a little bubble under the skin. Mm. So they had to poke her with that. And she just took it in stride. We made up a silly little, uh, silly little song. And I, I don't know. We just, we always... Um, did our best to make it as fun as possible. So, yeah, it was her lump song is <laughs> what we called it. Aww. So, And so she celebrated her fourth birthday? Yeah, she celebrated her fourth birthday. Uh, we spoiled the ever-loving bejesus out of her. Um, yeah. We bought her everything under the sun that we could possibly afford. <laughs> and um, she, uh, yeah, after after everything, you know, after they took her off the study, um, it was a couple days later we had taken her home, and Craig was still in the military at the time, so he was still having to report to duty, and we, um, we just – she kept telling us she wanted to go home, and uh, we assumed she meant home to Kansas. And so we went ahead and talked to his chain of command and said, uh, we got to go. We're leaving. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we packed up all of our stuff and our animals, and we went to my mom's house, and uh, we uh, we were searching. We were trying to get her into the Brzezinski clinic in Houston, Texas, Mm. but her health greatly deteriorated after that. Mm. Um, and we ended up, we, we did end up kind of puddle jumping from hospital to hospital along the way. Um, we finally got to Houston and, uh, they, uh, they did one final surgery to try and, see if that would help relieve some pressure or anything and it it didn't work so she uh she 
she passed in in Houston and um <sighs> yeah um we figured out what she meant by she wanted to go home because mm. <laughs> um, the last couple times that she was able to speak um, she she just looked at me and said mommy I just I want to go hug God and and sit on Jesus's lap you know yeah uh, so we uh we had it, you know, all of, we met, I mean, it was, <laughs> there was always blessings in disguise, you know, so we met some super amazing um, people in Houston, and apparently Craig has a really big family that we never knew about, because on the way there, on the way into Houston, yep. Like five calls from all of these aunts, uncles, and cousins that we never knew existed. And they all wanted us to stay at their house. They brought food up to the hospital. They brought us every single meal. And um, they were there. Uh, you know, the, the day that she got her wings, they were there. And uh, they... Oh my goodness, they, it was like, they designated a whole room. Everybody brought food and it just, I I don't know, that is literally what got us through, was just all the love and support of everybody around us. And crazy thing was, it was just, it was total strangers that were always there, mm. just, uh, you know, I, I remember on the way to Houston, um, you know, she was so sick and I just looked at Craig and I'm like, are we making the right choice? Like, I mean, I don't even know. And, you know, I'm, are we just putting her through this for nothing? You know? Yeah. And, uh, I started having kind of an anxiety attack and I, I just said, I said, you got to pull over at the next exit, you know, and it wasn't even really an exit where he stopped. Yeah. And, uh, it happened to be a church mm. and, uh, the church said, where all your hopes and dreams come true. That was the sign. And I just was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. It was like, Yeah. Finding lots of little bits of gold and you know little pieces of light along the way. Yeah. Her name. Tell us about her beautiful name. She was. She's named after um, Craig's mom. Her her middle name was Denise, yes. and so Nevea is heaven spelled backwards, mm. and then Craig's mom's. Middle name Denise, so Nevea Denise, mm. and uh, um, both of them are in heaven now. And uh, yeah, his his mom had passed um, when he was in high school, and so uh, well, I don't know. We just at the last minute we changed her name to that because mm. it just it felt right. So yeah, and apparently it's very right. 
Yes. I mean, I, you know, oh, I can't even speak <laughs> at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, she has two brothers and a sister, Nevaeh does. She does. For a long time, we didn't think we could have healthy kids. Yeah. Um, we were we were very scared um, to try, yeah. and we uh, we did everything in our power to make sure that our bodies were healthy. And uh, we have now uh, two beautiful boys. One is four, mm. and the other one's two. Um, Nico and Jax, and then uh, Ava Lise mm. is our newest little addition. She's Five months old. How beautiful. She just turned five months old a couple days ago. Oh, bless. And so through all of this, you know, you're still, what, 22, 23, really young. Yes. And then seriously, this stuff could make you so bitter and angry and, you know, <laughs> r rightfully so. Um, right. But I look at you you know, and I'm like, I I know why that little girl was so amazing because she has such an amazing mother. Uh, I just, I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's, it's beautiful to watch how loving you are and how positive and hopeful and strong out of all of this. Like, how, how? I don't know. It just, I mean, life really is too short. You know, when, when Bay was younger, you know, we were mm -hmm. the first time parents and the don't eat that and don't do this. And, oh man, when she was diagnosed, I'm telling you what, we threw that so far out the window. It like, it, it, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause I don't know, even now, if, if my boys come to me in the morning and they're like, you know, I mean, I do my best to make sure they eat a healthy breakfast, but you know, if they come to me and they're like, we want hot dogs and ice cream for breakfast. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Let's do this. It just, I mean, I don't know. Uh, gosh, you got, I mean, those are like the bright spots, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I mean, I can honestly say that's what that's what got us through the darkest of times um, were those bright spots. And there's there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, everybody has what calls to them and you just you got to follow it. And everybody might think you're crazy, but you just you got to follow it. I don't know where my uh, my positive side came from because I don't know I'm I mean I guess I I grew up with all of the opposite around me yeah um even as a kid uh you know I I grew up in such just kind of I don't know hostility and hate and I just mm. I don't know I, I did my best to get through it and um I just, I, that's what got me through it was always the bright spots and the, the, the bright people, you know, mm -hmm. and how, oh my goodness, a stranger can be so welcoming. It's crazy. Yes. Um, you know, some people you meet, they're just, they're just the most amazing people and they, they make those moments 
just they they give you the strength to to keep going and do you think that's a choice because there's so many people and I'm not trying to compare or anything like that but I I just like to understand for me I see people in those times they can see it either way do you think there's something like innate within within your type I, I think I'm somebody like you like I've I've not had the best of things happen to me throughout life, but I always saw the positive for some reason. Right. It didn't mean that I didn't get angry or anything like that or feel feel sorry for myself. But then I see other right. people, they can't right. see anything good. Not that I would ever try and say anything um, <laughs> positive yeah. to anybody. Like, no, seriously, <laughs> un- under what you've just, like what you went through, I mean, I couldn't even imagine how. You, I, I mean, you really, the people that, like, you know, if someone else was in my shoes, um, I don't know I, if I really feel like it's, um, it is a choice, um, but it's also the ability to look outside of yourself, mm. you know, to, to look from a higher perspective it's really easy to get caught in all of the regrets and all of the things that can't change. Mm. And I I've had, I've had moments like that where it's like, God, this just sucks. But at the end of the day, I, I have my moment and I know that I can't change it. Mm. I, 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 you know, I mean, I know that it just, it just is, and I can be bitter and hate it, or I can accept it and make the best out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and the other thing that I was talking to my husband about this the other day, I said it's it's hard both ways though. <laughs> like, there's been times where I've, you know, my life sort of sat back and felt really angry and hurt and and wallowed for a very long time and that was hard hard work to do that and then there's times where you feel like that and you push yourself out of it and that's hard too (laughs) but but the feel that hard is not easier but it's more hopeful I suppose like there's nothing else like you've just got to hang on to that hope um yeah if that makes sense. It, it does. I mean, you do. You just, I mean, you know, even through the journey with Bay, um, I, in my mind, in my mind, we, uh, we were going to do everything in our power. And that was my focus. I didn't focus on when I was going to have to call the, the, the mortuary home or anything like that. Mm. I, that thought did not have a resonance in my mind. Yeah. It really didn't. And it, it really wasn't until after they did that last surgery that, you know, finally, I think Craig and I just both looked at each other and we were just like, you know, we don't want her to live like this. You know, that was when that, you know, the reality finally hit us and it was like, we, yeah, we, this is like, you know, the point of no return. 
that we need to recognize, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think everybody has those moments. Yes. Um, in their lives. And, you know, those moments when you know things have to change and you've got to, You've got to do it, even if it sucks yeah. or you don't like. And we can always throw a tantrum, but <laughs> trust me, I've thrown a few. Um, but at the end of the day, it still is, you know. Mm. Uh, so. Gosh, you're an amazing yeah. woman. I, I fucking love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I fucking love you too. <laughs> I um. I mean, she's she's brought so much into your life as well and into mine even. Like I didn't even meet her, but I, I love her. And I, yeah. She to make her presence known. Um, when I was in massage school, there was yeah. a lady that I was working on and I was giving a massage to and she uh, she's like, why is your hand there? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, come to find out, she was a Reiki uh, level two or one. I can't remember. And um, she was feeling Nevaeh's hand on her because Nevaeh loved, she absolutely loved massage. Mm. So, give her one. She loved, re you know, she loved that I was doing that. Mm. And I, it was like her little, like, Hey, I'm here, you know, yeah. <laughs> she, she did. She just, she had to jump in and help. And, um, <laughs> I, I, at the time I couldn't tell the lady what it was, you know, cause yeah. I'm like, my hand's not there. <laughs> and so I pulled it aside later cause our school was not, um, accepting of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> So when I explained it to her, she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's oh. awesome. <laughs> and so. isn't that sad that people aren't accepting of that kind of stuff? I mean, it's just so real. It is. It's very real. Um, I remember one time you and I were going to talk and I was actually doing some readings for other people and we were going to talk after my readings. and. I'll never forget this. It was the first time it actually happened. I got on the phone with the lady and I'm like, I've got a girl here, a daughter, like, you know, no. <laughs> I'm going and she's going, no, nah, it doesn't, doesn't make sense, does it? I'm like, well, she's here. <laughs> she's not, sorry, it doesn't make sense at all. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I started really getting in my head and then I said to the lady, I said, this just isn't working for me. And um, I said, you know, I'm really sorry. And she was lovely and, we left it at that and then I got on the phone with you and you just happened to say so. I didn't know about Nevaeh. And then I'm like, oh, now I know why there's this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to um, make her presence known. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So did she you? That. She loves that. If anybody will like. Yeah, if anybody's somewhat open, she's like, hey, I'm knocking. I'm going to blow this door down. <laughs> oh, she's got the best energy. Did you open up to this side um, during her illness or was it beforehand? Like what can you tell me a bit about about that? I think 
I think I've always, I've always had a connection, even as a little girl, because I remember, I remember talking about my grandpa and telling stories about him and my mom's like, but there's no way you can remember him. And I'm like, but I remember him, you know, and then when I described what he looked like, she's like, no, that wasn't your grandpa. And I'm like, no, that was my grandpa. Like, that's what the man said. He was, you know. Yeah. And so I think I've had this connection. I think over the years, it's kind of come in and gone out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after after Vay passed, it really, really mm-hmm. um, came more and more to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then going through massage school, I I kind of had, I don't know, I had a couple mini, I don't know what the heck's going on, but I think I'm losing my dang mind. <laughs> um, I literally, there was a couple times that I, I just, like, I was like, I just need to get away from it. And yeah. my husband's looking at me, I'm bawling and I'm like, yeah. I'm a total wreck. <laughs> And he is like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just need to get away from all electronics. (laughs) Like, I need to be like peace, quiet, like nature. I'm going, I'm going to Garden of the Gods. I'm going to go sit up on Garden of the Gods. That's where you'll find me. Okay. (laughs) So I take my phone just in case, you know, but I turned it off. So I'm up on Garden of the Gods, just like, what the heck is going on? Scared out of my mind. Mm. Every single electronic thing is just going haywire. And so I'm just uh, like, I'm soul searching. And it started getting late. And so I see this flashlight coming up. And it's a a security guard coming to lock the gate. Mm. So I go to start my car and my car won't start. And I'm like, seriously, it's dark. I'm stuck with the security guard with the flashlight and he's a little creepy. And I'm already (laughs) creeped out. And everything's like, I mean, phones, everything I touched that day just went haywire. Uh And so I go to call my husband. My phone doesn't work. Oh my, my car won't start and I'm just like looking at the security guard like tears streaming down my face and I'm just like I don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> um, and what happened yeah, he lended me his phone I called my husband he came and brought jumper cables uh, <laughs> got you here <laughs> got well, me out of o- there obviously nothing like, bad happened because I'm talking to you <laughs> Yeah, I'm sitting I, here like in a but, movie. Yeah, that was my moment when I really learned like you can't run from this. Oh. It's there. <laughs> That's why I laughed when you said you thought you were, when you thought you were crazy because the same sort of thing happened with me. You know, I was I had spent seven eight years to become a lawyer, and then another eight years building up a career, and then bang, bang, bang. <laughs> You know, the same as you as a kid, it was always there and stuff like that and throughout my life, but I never really thought twice about it. And then it just it just started banging on the door really loudly. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going crazy. Like I seriously thought I was going crazy. And, um, and then I never forget I went to Paris to a workshop with Sonia Choquette. And the first thing she said was, if you think you're going crazy, you're not. 
and I just howled like I couldn't couldn't stop crying. <laughs> it's like I felt so much relief because I seriously thought if I'm going to keep going like this, I need to go and see a psychiatrist um, because it was it was so full on. Um, right. It I, was really hard for me at that time because mm. I didn't have anybody around me that was really mm. you know awake or like I never really had a mentor sort of person or yeah. anybody that was like hey yeah I know what you're going through you know <laughs> everybody's like I don't know bless the house I don't know <laughs> and isn't you that know? sad isn't it sad that it's it is so normal yet like you know, in your um, you said in your Reiki class, you you couldn't talk about it, and in your the hometown that you were in, you couldn't express yourself properly. And it's so yeah. it's so normal, and it's so beautiful. It's just love, right? So right, it is. I mean, it that love never it, that love never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I can still I still connect with Faye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call her Vey for short, but yeah. I still connect with her um, from time to time. It it's taken me a little while because yeah. there's definitely a healing process, and it's not what I would like it to be. Yes, because you know we all have our own um, emotional restrictions and things that hold us back. Yes, but I have found a great peace mm. with it. Yeah, because. You know, at the time, it it seemed like an end. Mm. Yeah, and now looking back, it never ended. Mm. It changed. It changed, but it never ended. Mm. And so that is that's the huge difference, the huge realization. Mm. Uh, that's just it. It's awesome. Mm. Um, for a long time, Craig's uh, Craig's mom would mm. she would mess with me when we were first married. Uh, <laughs> she would turn pictures around, flip them upside down, and they were always of her. <laughs> and you know, Craig's like, "The cat did it. I don't know. The cat had to have been in there." And I I remember one day just yelling at him. I'm like, "Quit messing with me. That's not even funny. Stop turning the picture around." And he's like, "I swear it wasn't me." <laughs> Like we did an experiment and we closed the door and you know kept all the cats out and everything and sure enough we opened the door and the picture was still turned over but uh, it's crazy because she is actually one of my guides so um, her and I her and I's path are very similar um, as far as what we've been through in our lives and um, she, she yeah. She's she's pretty cool. She's always there too. So mm. I never met her. Yeah, but I I worked at the same place as she did. Uh, we were both nurses at the nursing home, and that's where I worked when I met when I met Craig. I I creep him out sometimes because <laughs> he'll call me his mom's name. Denise, can you just come on now? Like that's enough. <laughs> I just laugh. So funny. Well, my darling, I think we'll leave it here I just want to thank you with all of my heart Um, you're so beautiful you're so inspirational give people hope and light at the end of the tunnel 
and Vaya's her life, even though it was short, was huge. The impact, oh, wow. um, you know, you just talking about her fills my heart up with <laughs> with lots of joy and love as well. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Yes, I enjoy it. Yeah, I love I talking know. to you. Either. Stories are meant to be told. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a Facebook page and website and stuff like that that people can go to to check you out? I say to stalk. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I have my wall-to-wall uh, health page and then um, that – and then that's also linked to my my face my personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, either one's fine. I've kind of toyed with combining them, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, so that's what I that's what I'm doing now. It's Julie Paredes, and then or Julie hyphen. Yeah. Or the little thrust. Um, Cordy Paredes, and um. I haven't done a website yet. I'm I'm working on it. That's yeah. to come. Okay. But well, I'll so, put the links. Yeah. I'll put the links in the show notes and in Facebook so that people can can come and check you out. That would be awesome. Thank, you. thank you, my darling, yeah. and thank you everyone for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Love and Lighten the Fuck Up. Thank you. And that's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you love what you've heard, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate and give a review on iTunes. Until next week, I'm sending you lots of love. And don't forget to lighten the fuck up.